Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. I wanted to go over a uh, investing video, kind of the, some tips, the top three assets to buy headed into a recession. Most of you know I have a service called Rebel Capitalist Pro. It's uh, a membership site with Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh, and we do periodic live streams for our members. And one of the, the, the uh, questions I got a couple times actually last Sunday was a couple members that had purchased silver. Uh, another one had purchased quite a few gold stocks and they were down significantly on the position. And they were asking me what I would do. You know, I can't really give them personal advice, but I, I tell them what I would do if I was in that situation. And it's what prompted this video because I think there's so many arguments out there for commodities and for gold and for silver and all these things that people get super excited about it. So they run right out there and buy, not understanding that although that may be attractive long-term, maybe, maybe now's not the right time to buy. And if you do, you're going to have to go through a 20, 30, you know, 50% paper loss before things start to turn around. Now you say, George, long-term, that's no big deal because silver is going to go a lot higher over the next 10 years. Listen, I agree. But unfortunately, we are human beings and we are driven by emotion. And even if you're someone that believes that silver, as an example, is going to be higher in five years, taking a 50% haircut on a position, it, 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 it makes you do things that you otherwise wouldn't do. So one of my golden rules of investing is to never put yourself in a position to be a forced seller. Usually that's with real estate, but it really applies to anything. So never put yourself in a position where emotionally you've got this debate going back and forth in your head and you do something irrational, whether it's buying or selling. So let's get into the top three assets to buy or to own going into a recession. So I think most of us would agree that a recession is, is very probable at the end of 2023, maybe we're in one now or headed into 2024. So I wanna to go to this chart that I've referenced before on whiteboard videos and just kind of nitpick it a little bit. And it, it's, a, it's really, really cool. It's, it's data from Bloomberg going back to 1973. And they look at each recession and they see just on average how the, the moves for each asset class going into a recession, whenever a recession is officially announced, uh, the days prior and then the days after. So let's just assume for a moment, you believe that we will officially be in a recession that the central planners will actually admit it in, let's call it two months. So right around 74 days. Okay, so what that means, we'll start with gold. That's the blue line right here. Gold typically goes down, goes down a lot in the couple months prior going into a recession. Why? Usually it's because that's the only thing people can unload off their balance sheet. That's They need liquidity and they need it bad, they need it now. So gold is always going to have a bid. So there's more sellers than buyers. But then it kind of bottoms out once you get close to the official recession. Then it kind of flatlines. It's called a month afterwards. And then it usually just screams, takes off. So what I see a lot of my members doing on Rebel Capitalist Pro is they get really excited about, hopefully you guys can see my arrow, the argument that would make gold do this. They get really, really, really super excited about it. And then you have people in the gold business who, 
you know, I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus, but whether we like it or not, there's a lot of people in the Bitcoin business and the gold business and the silver business that would fall into this category where, how should I say it? Their number one priority is the business of selling you gold. Their number one priority is not the truth. Their number one priority is not getting you to think rationally. Their number one priority is actually the opposite, to get you to think irrationally. It's to get you emotional. You see, in my videos, what I try very hard to do is point out the problems that we have in the economy to make you aware of these things, to open up your eyes. Now, is it to make sure that this is on your radar? Is it to get you concerned? Absolutely. But the pitch isn't, hey, you should be super, super concerned about this. Therefore, buy whatever I'm selling. Now, that's, 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 that's different, right? And I'm not saying that everyone that sells gold or everyone that sells Bitcoin would fall into that category. But there are a lot of them. And especially with the narratives that we have right now. I mean, just what was it, Josh? Two months ago when that clown on Twitter came out and said that we were going to have hyperinflation in the next what did you say in the next three months or something like that? The next and nine Bitcoin days. was going to a million and, and we were going to have hyper Bitcoinization, whatever that means. And the dollar was going to hyperinflate in the next three months. And he bet a million dollars that this is going to happen. So this would be an example of someone that, that plays these games and all of the kind of retail investors look at this and they, they, they freak. Oh my gosh. Yes. The government's printing trillions of dollars. Oh my gosh, bricks, de-dollarization. Oh my gosh, all these banks are going to go bust and they're just going to print and print and print and print and money printer go burr. And therefore I've got to buy Bitcoin now. I've got to buy gold now. I've got to buy blah, 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 blah. When what they're not telling you is that it may or may not be the right time. Now, I think it's always a good time to buy gold, but that's if you consider insurance, insurance. And very few people that uh, buy gold mining shares, as an example, are buying that for insurance. They're buying it to get rich. So my point is, if you're buying an asset specifically for capital appreciation, you've got to eliminate all the noise. Forget about the people on Twitter. Forget about the people that are in this space or that space. And just look at the data. And what the data suggests is it heading into a recession? I get it. They're going to print money. I get it. They're going to do quantitative easing. I get it. They're going to do fiscal deficits. I get all that. But it doesn't mean that the price of gold is going to go parabolic starting tomorrow, right? Now, again, if you're buying it for insurance, so be it. But if you're out there speculating on junior gold miners or the price of silver or something like that, and you can't afford, you can't emotionally handle a 50% drawdown, well, then you've got to time it a little bit better, right? So I would guess that we're somewhere right around in here. And can gold go straight? Sure. But the base case is it most likely goes down before you get that really good buying opportunity, like in the gold miners. Now, the gold miners could be getting very attractive. You put them, I personally put them on a watch list, but I would not be buying that with the yield curve inverted by 100 basis points. Nobody knows how this is going to play out. Nobody knows what the catalyst to a recession is going to be. No one truly knows what the bond market is predicting. Is it predicting World War III? I don't know, but it's predicting something really, really bad. So why buy any of these assets when you've got this tsunami coming at you, right? You got to be patient.
Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Ceresna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. So now let's look at commodities. Usually, what's interesting here, they really, really go up for three months in advance. Then two months in advance, they start to go down. And then it's very similar to gold. Now, what is interesting, though, is usually after the recession, call it a few months or so, then commodities start to go down. Hmm. Now, I think, I hate to say it, but this time it would be a little bit different. Personally, I would really look to buy commodities once the yield curve is no longer inverted as a result of the Fed dropping rates because we have, because the stuff hits the fan, right? That's usually what happens here. And that's what we're kind of, at least what I'm waiting for is the Fed drop rates because the stuff hits the fan. And that's what uninverts the curve. The curve steepens out. And then you sit back, assess, say, okay, why are they doing it? How bad is this? What is cheap? What is not cheap? And then you go ahead and take action. But what a lot of people, what most people do is, is, is they, they see the long term and they completely ignore the fact that we're headed in for, into a recession and that they're, and also too, it's all about their emotional capacity, right? If you're someone that just buys it and forgets it for the next 10 years, oh, okay, it might be a little different, but very few retail investors are like that. You know, they say that they're buying something for the next five years, but if it goes down by 30% in the next three months, they're sweating bullets. And usually what they do is sell at the exact wrong time. And that's what I'm trying to, to help you guys out with here. So we go over corporate debt, uh, goes up, as you would imagine, goes down. Uh, S&P 500 really goes down going into recession. Then once that recession starts, then you do not want to hold S&P, which, which again goes back to what do you hear on CNBC all the time. The Fed's going to drop rates. That's bullish for stocks. The Fed's going to drop rates. That's bullish for stocks. Really? Really? Why would the Fed drop rates? Well, because of recession. Okay, so you're telling me a recession is good for stocks? Absolutely not. It's complete nonsense. But it's that same type of mentality. FOMO, oh my gosh, NASDAQ has had its greatest year so far. we got to buy, 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 buy. Really? Are we buying things because they're cheap? Or are we just buying things because the price has gone up? So pretty much every single asset class they list, gold, commodities, corporate debt, U.S. treasuries, and that would be the long end of the curve. Uh, interestingly enough, that usually goes down as well, slightly, not much, but that usually goes down, and S&P. So what do you do? What are the top three assets to hold? It's a little bit of a trick question here, because what I'm going to start off with is I think our greatest asset, or what your greatest asset is going into a recession, and that is simply patience. I think that is your 
number one edge. Like Jim Rogers says, just sit and do nothing. And what's interesting is that's so hard for investors to do, especially retail, because they're always chasing shiny objects. And for those of you who are investors, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. You read something on Zero Hedge. Oh my gosh, I got to AI. Oh, I got to buy, 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 buy. You turn on CNBC. Oh my gosh, that's going to the moon. You go to the Bitcoin conference. Oh my gosh, Bitcoin's the future. I got to buy. It's just shiny object after shiny object after shiny object. When in reality, most of us would be far better off if we made an investment decision like once every five years. And in the interim, you did nothing, like zero. Play, play golf, go fishing, <laughs> take up salsa dancing. So number one asset heading into a recession is patience. Number two, for me personally, and again, I can't give any investing advice, but for me personally, it would be short-term T-bills. Now, that doesn't mean bonds. You know, it doesn't mean going out buying 10-year and 30-year. Why? You know, George, if you think there's going to be a recession, don't you think there's going to be capital appreciation there? Sure, 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 sure. But what if there's not? Again, there are no certainties, only probabilities. What if it doesn't play out that way? What if we don't have a recession? What if the curve steepens out, not a result of the two-year going down, but the 10-year going up? Maybe Jerome Powell's a genius. Maybe he sticks the landing. Maybe the U.S. economy is on fire, right? So then you get stuck in a 10- or a 30-year treasury, and the only way you can get liquidity is to sell and take a massive haircut. Then once again, you, 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 you become a motivated seller. And that's a position you never, ever, ever want to be in. Where if you buy a three-month treasury, sure, if we have a recession, you're not going to have a massive capital gain on that. But you know that all you have to do is hold it to maturity, and you're going to get that 5% plus your principal back annualized. So, And then you don't have the counterparty risk of your bank blowing up in the interim. So for me, the second best asset to have heading into a recession is short term T-bills. Number three would just be cash. You've got to have liquidity because you never know when there's going to be a massive opportunity. I mean, I go back and think about the Cerveza sickness in March of 2020. And you guys remember that well, I'm sure. I started doing videos on the Cerveza sickness in January of 2020. And everybody was calling me a tinfoil hatter. Everybody. You're fear-mongering, Alex Jones, blah, 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 blah. This is never going to happen, George. Okay, now you've taken it too far, George. A global pandemic? Yeah, okay, whatever. Clickbait? Oh, yeah, now obviously you're just trying to get views. I remember the comments very, very well. Heading into February, same exact thing. Even the beginning of March, same thing. And all of a sudden, boom, you get that right hook from Tyson. The market finally wakes up and realizes that the globe is in deep, Deep, well, you guys know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Keep it family friendly, right? And in that time, you you want cash because you want to deploy the cash because that is a huge opportunity. If you have cash when other people don't, then you're going to start buying things on the cheap and you're going to be able to buy a dollar for 50 cents. And you go back and watch my videos, even during the Cerveza sickness, and that's, I started talking about, I started talking about all the problems that we would face or likely face or could face. And then I started talking about all the opportunities with all these stocks that were incredibly cheap. And hopefully we go into another wave like that. But if you don't have the patience to begin with, you're not going to have the liquidity to take advantage of the opportunity. So patience, short-term T-bills 
and cash. For me, those are the best assets that I can hold going into a potential recession. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market, capitalism. If you want to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro, you can do so at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. I'll see you on the next video and happy 4th of July. I knew there was a holiday that I was missing there. <laughs> Have a good one, guys.